In the past several years, several things have happened. Everything from social unrest to a global pandemic and natural disasters. And during all these events, people have passed away. And so the question you probably have is, if God is a God of love, why does He allow pain and suffering into the world? And so don't go anywhere because in this video, we have a special guest that we have invited that is going to answer the question, why God allows pain and suffering into the world and he's going to explain to us why God allows bad things to happen to good people and why God just doesn't end everything take the good people to heaven and end everything down here on earth we have all of this and a lot more coming up in this edition of Bible to West Welcome to Hope for the Hopeless. In this channel, our mission is to encourage you through the content that we create through our whole social media platforms. And so if you're new here, subscribe and turn on the post notifications so you don't miss any of our videos that we have. And stay until the end because we are going to share with you something that we've been working on not too long ago. Today on the program, we have Emma, who is going to be my co-host today. And we also have Isaac, who is coming to us all the way from Missouri, who is going to be sharing with us the answer for today's question. Thank you, Isaac, for joining us on the program. Thank you. The first question, Isaac, is how did sin originate? To really understand this question, we have to go back to Genesis 1. And that says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, God made planet Earth uh, perfect. He actually, in Genesis 1, he said he made this on the first day and it was good. And he made this on the second day, it was good. And it keeps going and it was very good. And chapter 2, everything is good. And then it's not till chapter 3 that you get a problem. In chapter 3, the serpent appears and deceives Adam and Eve to sin. So then the question automatically arises is why did God create the serpent? Where did that serpent come from? And that's what Eve's question was too. When after she had sinned, she said, you know, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Did God create that evil snake? You know, where did it come from and who, who was that snake? And so the answer we actually find in Revelation chapter 12 verses 7 to 9, and it identifies that snake as the devil. It says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. They did not prevail, nor is a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, a serpent of old called the devil, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So it was the devil actually using the medium of the snake to tempt Adam and Eve. The Bible always traces the origin of sin back to the devil. The next question we're led to is why did God create the devil? Or did God create the devil at all? Actually, the Bible says that God created Lucifer, a sinless angel. God did not create a, you know, red beast with, you know, horns and a pitchfork. That, that's not the picture you get in the Bible. In fact, we're told in Ezekiel 28, chapter 28, verse 15, 
it's it's speaking of lucifer it says you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you so god did not create a you know evil being on purpose and he did not create uh you know that devil with you know a pitchfork so he can roast sinners evenly that's that's not the picture you get from the bible god made a perfect beautiful sinless angel who used his freedom of choice and made a devil out of himself and so why did god find it so important to give his creatures freedom of choice why was freedom of choice necessary why is it necessary? Well, freedom of choice is necessary because love cannot be forced. See, if God had made us robots, then we would not be able to love because robots aren't really even alive. So God has to give us choice or else um, we're just robots. And so even though Lucifer had no tendency to do evil, and even though he had no reason whatsoever to cherish selfish thoughts, Lucifer began to become proud and questions why he... He questioned why he couldn't be worshipped like God. He began to boast in his beauty, wisdom, and splendor, and in his brightness, and attributed those things to himself, rather than giving the glory, praise, and thanks to God. And so, despite the pleadings of God for Lucifer to turn from his selfish course, God tried to convince Lucifer before he had totally fallen. He said, you know, turn from your ways. I know your heart. But Lucifer continued cherishing his selfishness and he continued rejecting God. And so eventually he began spreading rumors and he began spreading his feelings and sentiments of selfishness like a virus throughout heaven. And eventually Satan actually convinced one third of the angels to follow him in the rebellion and God cast them out of heaven. Not long after they were able to infect the human race, whole human race with the virus of sin as well. So we all know how for God nothing is impossible. If God knew that Lucifer was going to sin, why didn't he destroy him as soon as he began to sin? You see, if God had immediately destroyed Lucifer, then there would have been unanswered questions in the minds of the other created beings. They might have thought that Lucifer was right. If God had immediately destroyed Lucifer, they would have served God out of fear rather than love. And remember, love cannot be forced. If you can imagine one day, let's suppose God had destroyed Lucifer as soon as he had began to cherish those sinful thoughts. Let's suppose there was a day in heaven where all of the angels were worshiping God and everything was happiness and joy and they're just rejoicing praising god and then there's lucifer who on the outward is rejoicing and praising god as well but in his heart he's not serving god and in his heart he's still developing those sinful traits and thinking about how he can get others to serve him rather than god and let's suppose that god had seen that and that day god had said stop everything to all of the angels and the angels had stopped and god let's suppose god said to all of them okay satan i have found iniquity in you and because the wages of sin is death you need to be destroyed and let's suppose that god at that moment snaps his finger and right there <laughs> satan dies if you were one of those angels looking on what would you think if god had done that if one of your supposedly perfectly happy friends next to you died right then and there you'd probably have some questions and if god had just told you trust me continue worshiping then you probably would have worshiped but it would then not have been out of love it would have been out of fear 
And so love can never be forced. So God could have destroyed that rebel, but he would have not destroyed the rebellion. Instead, Lucifer might have been seen as a martyr for the cause of freedom. So God had to allow Lucifer to develop and ripen his principles so that the other angels could see why sin and selfishness is a bad idea. Wow, yeah, that was a really good answer to that question. So we know that God knows everything. So why didn't God use his foreknowledge to prevent every possible occurrence of sin? Well, if God used his foreknowledge to prevent every possible occurrence of sin, then freedom of choice would really merely be an illusion because God chose his love by giving everyone an opportunity to choose him. So God would not be fair or honest if he did not give us a full opportunity to choose right or wrong. So he gives us all a choice. So the question here is why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? As we've noticed before, Earth is the center of a battlefield between good and evil. After infecting a third of the angels with the virus of sin, Satan took the battle to our world by causing Adam and Eve to sin. And so Satan has hijacked this world so that many things are not fair. Is everything that happens on this Earth God's will? Is it? All the pain and suffering and death and disease, is that God's will? No. Jesus taught us to pray to the Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we must pray for God's will to be done because his will is not always done. Why is his will not always done? Because we all have freedom of choice. Some use that freedom of choice to murder. Others use it to feed the poor. It's not God's will that Lucifer rebelled, that man chose to sin, or that people die. Disease, natural disasters, and hunger have never been part of God's will, but we live in a fallen world with a corrupted sinful body and around sinful people. So not everything that happens to us in this world is good or fair. I does not that everything will be fair in this life, but he has promised that he will make everything right in the next, at his second coming. And so Satan, to a great degree, rules this world because Adam's sin gave the ownership to Satan. The saint is going to make sure that pains comes your way and that people die. But thank God for Jesus. But Jesus came to reverse what Satan has done. Satan came to bring death, but Jesus has come to bring life. By living a sinless life and dying on the cross for me and you, by suffering the penalty for our sins, by taking on himself our penalty of death, Jesus now has the right to take back that ownership on planet Earth. And while there is pain and suffering in this world, Jesus has promised to come back very soon and put an end to it once and for all. Wow, that is love right there. So why doesn't God just end everything right now and destroy the bad people and take the good people to heaven? The answer is in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. It says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, and that's his promise of his second coming. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering or patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so God has given us each a time of probation to choose Christ. We each are granted a short life on this earth to choose whether we will follow God in this great controversy or Satan controversy. It may be that God is waiting for you to give your heart to him because he does not want you to be lost. He doesn't want you to perish. Christ invites you to come to him just as you are. He, he promises that he will give you rest. Will you pray with me now? Your Father in heaven, Lord, we just thank you for your word and your love and just the way that you have 
chosen to dealt with this great controversy. And Lord, while there is pain and suffering in this world, we know that you're coming very soon, end it once and for all. And though this pain and everything else is not your plan, Lord, we know that we're all looking forward to day, and you're looking forward to the day when sin and suffering will be no more forever. And so, Lord, we look forward to that day, and we pray if there is anyone watching now, if they have not made that decision to give their heart to you, that they would make it them. And so, Lord, we thank you so much for your love to us and for the death of your Son on the cross. And Lord, we look to that love, thank you for it, and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Isaac, for answering today's question. You not only answered it right, but you showed us what God's plan is for us. Well, right now, Emma is going to tell us more about something that we've been working on here at Hope for the Hopeless that we want to invite you to. So, Emma, what are some of those things? Alrighty, yes, I do have some announcements. So, the first is our daily Bible promises. We have those, and for those, you can go to our website, and that's hope, the number four, hopeless.com. And also, if you have a Bible question that you want answered, you can leave it in the comments and we will try to answer it in our next video. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel and make sure to turn on post notification to receive more content like this. And make sure to share this with um, your friends and your family to get the word out there. Thank you, Emma, for telling us about those incredible stuff that we've been working on. Our next video will be the, on the question of if sinners, when they die, do they actually go to hell? If they don't go there, where are they right now? So stay tuned for that one, and we hope to see you in the next one. You have been watching Bible Truth Quest. This video was brought to you by Hope for the Hopeless. A channel with a mission to encourage and give you hope and answer all your Bible questions. We hope and pray that you were blessed by this video. If this was a blessing to you, don't keep the blessing to yourself. Share it with others. Share it with all your friends and family. Thank you for watching and we hope to see you in the next one.